Podcast. Just to be very clear, the worry that you're picking up on is a layer in itself, right? The over-worrying, the over-concern, the over-pressure you know, pressure you put on yourself, that is a layer that's restricting your truth. So surrender and forgive and let go of that. And that in itself, right, will raise the vibrancy, raise the voice, help you move through any physical, mental, emotional dis-ease that is coming up from the disconnection. Welcome to the Cosmic Love Antenna Podcast. This podcast is meant to encourage you to connect within so you can share your light with the world. And now, here's your host, Harrison Ma. Harrison Ma. Harrison Ma. Welcome, beautiful souls, to another episode of the Cosmic Love Antenna here with your host, Harrison. This is your next weekly installment of your inner connection to your outer expression where I am here to nurture the loving space needed to pull back and dive into the layers restricting health and alignment and love. And today you find yourself on another bonus episode, but specifically a bonus Q&A episode. This is a type of installment of the show where your answers, your voice, your energy is felt and heard. I am going to go through some questions today where the goal here of this episode, of this of this content you're about to receive into your ears is to have your voice heard, right? To, so you can be more a part of my journey because you're allowing me to do this, right? When you tune into this show and 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 get the insights and and take this path with me, you're just as much part of this as I am. So I want to respect you. I want to love on you. I want to give you a little bit more one-to-one support and help here by answering your questions directly. How you can have your questions on this show in the future is by reaching out to me on social media. So either through Clubhouse or Instagram in the DMs in the comments, just say, Harrison, I want to be featured on a Q&A episode and you can shoot me through your question about all things holistic and natural healing, some of the topics that have been on the show before or topics that will come in the future. You you pretty much understand what I'm about these days. So whatever the question is, uh, shoot it through to me. It can be across mind, body, spirit. It can be all things I talk about on the Cosmic and Love Antenna within the intention, right? Pulling back the layers, restricting health, alignment, and love. So if those bubble up, reach out to me on Instagram, Clubhouse, and input them in here for the next episode that we do. I want to give you now a summary of what I'm going to be talking about today. Some of the questions I'm going to be answering. Some of the questions we're going to get into We'll be talking about how to listen to your inner voice, how to raise your vibrancy, your frequency. Going to be talking a little bit more about my story. Going to be talking about past lives, answering questions about those, visiting people in dreams, grief, how to process grief, how to connect into more of your clear senses and more. So stay tuned, stay connected for this chat today. Before I get into it, I want to remind you a way that you can help me grow this show, grow these episodes, grow this community is by first sharing these episodes with people that you love and care for. So if you get some value out of this episode today, remember you can share it to friends, family that you think can get the same amount of value. And the other way you can help me with this show, expand it, get it out there to more people to help me make more episodes, all these things is by leaving reviews, right? How you can do that is by going onto Apple reviews, going to the show, going down to the bottom and then leaving your feedback with your thoughts, with your questions, with your love. What I'm going to do now is actually read out one of these reviews. And if you've listened, if you listen to the other episodes, I'm getting into the habit of doing this, highlighting and giving you a bit more love for the love that you give me. So this review is from the beautiful Su Jin. And what Su Jin has to say is, love this podcast. I stumbled upon you, Harrison, on Clubhouse. You had such a calming voice and I stayed to follow. The way you explained all things from holistic health to spirituality made it so easy for me to understand and digest. Fairly new to my spiritual awakening journey and your podcast has helped me to expand my consciousness to a whole new level. I'm so grateful for the work you do and sharing your wisdom and knowledge with me. Definitely had so many episodes that resonated on this podcast and I was able to connect the dots to my life now. I see it was all in divine timing. 
Well, Sujin, thank you for your beautiful words. And I'm so happy that my work on Clubhouse, my work on this podcast is helping you dearly. And I hope it's doing the same for many other people out there in the podcast world and the and the clubhouse world, et cetera. So thank you for the review, my friend. Please keep them coming. I love reading them. I love connecting to your words, your comments, your, your connection here. Uh, remember that when you do leave reviews, you do have a chance to win some of my courses and programs and things I offer in the world. How you stay up to date with that is by becoming a member of my newsletter, which you can find at harrisonmar.com. That's Mar spelled M-E-A-G-H-E-R forward slash learn dash more. So that's harrisonmar.com forward slash learn dot dash more. All right. So all of that out of the way, all that foundation set. Now let's get into the episode. Let's get into your beautiful questions here today. All right. So the first question is from the beautiful D, Darylin on Instagram. I, I think all these questions say are from Instagram. I'll let you know if they're not, but most of them are from Instagram. And D's question is, I have just started reading The Untethered Soul. And he speaks about in this book, the voice in our head and becoming the observer. I note what I would describe as an energy beneath that like a constant drumming, not a running voice. It doesn't form words, but is always there, like he would describe the voice that is always talking. It's not easy to say, but I feel like this energy inside of me tends to be lower in vibration than I would like. And I secretly worry that this is a precursor to dis-ease and other physical ailments. Worry is also not a helpful energy. Obviously, I need to finish the book and go deeper to the voice, but I'm also wondering about this deeper reverberation I also feel and hear. How do you raise it and not fear if it is not elevated and what that low vibe alone is doing to my body? Okay, so good question, D. And uh, there is a lot here to unpack, but I'm going to just share some things with you that came up around this question that I think is going to be helpful for you and also people tuning in. So the first thing that we have to understand, and I'm going to I'm gonna reference another episode at the, at the time of this release, I'll have out. So I would go back and listen to it. And it's an episode with myself I did around thinking, sensing, intuitive, and feeling. Uh, Mr. Carl Jung talks about this breakdown of how we interpret information. And I added my voice to it. And this is a really good place to start with this question, D, because we have to realize that there are things that move through us that aren't just the thinking logical mind. As D talks about, there is a there is a energy, there is a deeper drumming, as she put it, beneath the overthinking, overanalyzing, worrying mind. And this deeper energy, this deeper knowing, this deeper frequency of what you are, in many ways, we could connect to what you are in reality, right? That soul having a human experience, that spiritual being having a human experience. And that spiritual being has many bodies, many energy bodies. And the reason I bring this up is that there are layers on top of that soul, that spiritual being that can sometimes mask the truest expression of what you are. Okay, so for example... We have, we have 12 energy bodies. We have the DNA, gen- genetic, physical, etheric, mental, emotional, and soul. They're the lower ones. They're the seven lower ones. And then there's high. There's five higher ones. We won't get into those. But those seven lower ones are relevant. And depending on all of the karma, all of the limiting beliefs, unprocessed emotions, trauma, shadow elements, shadow aspects, all of these things can disrupt the clarity in which these layers allow our truest expression to be channeled. And this is often where we can feel like we're disconnected. In Dee's question, this is where we can often feel like that, that, that vibration is low. It's not the fact that, that that voice originally, that deep voice, is low to begin with. It's because there are things on top that are masking its truest expression, right? So for example, if we have a trauma, an emotional trauma in our emotional body that hasn't been healed, hasn't been integrated, hasn't been processed, 
then that's going to to disconnect us, disrupt, cause a disconnection from that deeper innate energy, that voice, that that lower drumming. And to D's to D's point, this is actually what many ways can cause disease when we allow these things to exacerbate. When we ignore the trauma, when we ignore the limiting beliefs, when we ignore the shadow elements and the triggers. The good thing here, though, to Dee and the people listening that might be resonating to this question is that there's so much that you can do to raise your vibrancy, right? To remove the layers, to heal the trauma, to move through the limiting beliefs, to release the emotions, right? This is where inner child work comes in, right? If you've listened to me talk about this, I have episodes on this, go back and listen to them. This is where chakra healing comes in. Go back and listen to the chakra healing, right? This is where eating higher vibrancy quality foods to support your physical body so it can release the things blocking your truest expression, right? This is where good mental health and weeding out the limiting beliefs that are restricting your expression, that are clouding that mental body, right? This is where self-love in general, right? Going back to the idea of the cosmic love antenna and how I want you to express that frequency within, we can't express that frequency within unless these layers are moved through and released, right? We heal our karma. We move through, we bring the shadow elements into the light. Okay. So I hope I'm making sense here now, Dee. And just to be very clear, the worry that you're picking up on is a layer in itself, right? The over-worrying, the over-concern, the over you know, pressure you put on yourself, that is a layer that's restricting your truth. So surrender and forgive and let go of that. And that in itself, right, will raise the vibrancy, raise the voice, help you move through any physical, mental, emotional dis-ease that is coming up from the disconnection, all right? So I hope that gives you a bit of value. I hope that answers the question. Again, I could go a little bit deeper on this, but I want to leave it there. I don't want to make it too complicated. Listen to the thinking, sensing, intuiting, feeling episode, and also tune back into the chakra healing and the inner child healing. I think that can be very helpful for you. Okay, next next is from the beautiful Sabrina. Sabrina on Instagram, a friend, a colleague, and a, a beautiful heart has asked the question, what led you here? Talk about your healing journey, becoming a coach, leaving darkness behind and getting into yoga, coaching, health in general. So thanks for the question, Sabrina. And I did answer this to a degree in the first episode of the Cosmic Love Antenna. I talked to you a little bit about my story, my uh, deportation. That was, the, that was my pain teacher that ca- it caused me to have a spiritual awakening to lead me down the path I'm on now. So go back and listen to that episode. But just to highlight it, recap it. I was deported, imprisoned, detained, had a dark night of the soul, found out that the only way to sort of move forward with what I wanted to do in life was to go inwards and to start healing, to start moving through some layers in myself. And that was a big wake-up call for me, and that's what really led me down to what I'm doing now. But I want to add a few more bits to this story. And... I think another important pivotal role in my in my story, in my journey that's led me to speaking my voice into the words you're listening to right now is has been a been a relationship with plant medicine and medicines of the plant world in many different ways. And it's been with plant medicines that and I want to make this very clear, I don't think plant medicines are for everyone. And I think we all need to have the right set and setting and let our heart dictate us and call us to these things. But for me, they did play a role. They did open my heart. They did show me what I was ignoring, suppressing, but also what love was, what my spirit was, what my my purpose and my passions, how they helped me, how they were helping me unravel and expand into more of myself. So really sitting with different kinds of plant medicines has really helped me find my power. There's always, there's also always been a desire and a recognition of my voice, my voice as my, my power center and, and, it, and it being the space and place in which I share my love to the highest degree. 
And this has been developing more and more. People have maybe heard heard me speak on Clubhouse. People have heard this this podcast evolve. And this has really been what has led me to where I am today is leaning more and trusting my voice, making space, making room for my voice and realizing, and this is part of my journey too, realizing that I can make a change. I can make a difference by me simply recording an episode like this or speaking about a topic in a clubhouse room or sharing a reel on Instagram, whatever it is, really acknowledging and allowing myself to know and embody the idea that my voice has power and my voice has impact and my voice can help other people shift and love and heal. So that has been a really big part of what has led me to where I am today, Sabrina, is acknowledging that and witnessing that and allowing that to flow and moving through any limiting beliefs, telling me otherwise, moving through any trauma or you know, projections of other people telling me otherwise. I would also say something else that has really led me to where I am today has been trusting my emotional and spiritual senses, my emotional body and my spiritual body. So for example, I started my health journey as a, as a personal trainer where I was focused heavily on the physical body as you would as you would uh, assume. However, when I was training clients <laughs> in between sets, in between reps, I would be the personal trainer that would be asking that client about their life story, about, about their relationship with their parents, their relationship with their partners, their, what they did on the weekend, how that made them feel. And I very quickly realized that my emotions were leading me to a space and place to really allow these to move through me more. And more, most importantly, help other people do that. Then what I realized is that this is also a spiritual conversation, right? Opening up my connection to God and love and consciousness and divine source, really expanding and being open to what spirituality looks like for me as an individual and starting to embody that, not just learn about it, which I love to do, as you've probably heard me speak about on this podcast and in this very episode, but also embody it and, and, really acknowledge and allow my own spiritual expression to be be channeled through and allow it and don't judge it and don't compare it to other people. So really creating the space for that in my life in all the different ways has really led me to where I am today, Sabrina, as being witness to that and accepting of that. So hope that that's what bubbled up for me with that question, Sabrina. I hope that gives you some insight and I hope it encourages you listening out there in the podcast world, maybe with your own journey to really follow the pools in these different ways and go down the paths that might be pulling you towards a passion, a purpose or a vocation. All right. The next question here from you, the beautiful podcast community is from the powerful Vera. And Vera asks, how can someone who doesn't know anything about past lives start exploring this path or this way of healing? And it's a good question. The first thing that comes to mind is I would uh, seek out a practitioner that does past life regressions and hypnotherapy. These, uh, in my experience, are very powerful modalities and pathways in which we can start learning about past lives, actually getting a, a regression, actually getting a hypnotherapy session where these states are cultivated. I would also seek out people that hold spiritual spaces and create activations for you to journey within something that I do right around the chakra system, around the guides, around the inner child I found in my experience, even though I don't do hypnotherapy, I don't facilitate a an actual clinical past life regression. I have had clients have past life experiences through spiritual activations, through the chakra system, through inner child, through guide work. So those are ways, if you're listening, you're looking to connect to past lives. I think there can be powerful alleyways and gateways into this beautiful recognition and awareness of your incarnations around this planet. 
I would also look into just so within your own work. So say you don't have access to a practitioner yet, or maybe don't have the money to afford it. I would also look at two things in your own life that you can access. So one is your, your normal meditative state, but specifically the meditative state where you enter the theta wave, theta wave brain frequency. And this is usually synonymous with drowsiness when you're in a meditation and you drop into that drowsiness just before sleep. That is a theta wave brain frequency state. And it is in this state that we start unlocking more of our energy bodies, not just our unconscious mind, but those energy bodies that are connected to our past lives. So I talked about the DNA and the genetic energy body. These energy bodies in my experience (laughs) can come up in this theta brainwave state, in this state in meditation where the unconscious is more active. So it's in that drowsiness when you're not asleep, but you're very sort of grounded and and open. I I'll share a experience that I had this week actually of this very this very thing. And I was I actually set the intention of connecting to a past life and connecting to my genetic energy body. And I went into meditation, brought in my guides, did all the things. And I reached that theta state and I was feeling that drowsiness but I was just holding it. I was being in it, was allowing it. And the next moment I had had an experience of running from a cave, running out of a dark cave and I was, it was in the snow and I felt stressed. Something was chasing me. I had a feeling and I looked behind me and there was this big entity, this bear animal tiger creature jumped from a cliff. And then suddenly everything went dark as it landed on my back. And I had this release in my hands, I had this release in my head, in my third eye. And it was a very interesting experience. And I went through this conversation within myself of, was that my, was that my mind? Was that my, was that my imagination? Did I, did, was that real? And I, I moved through the thinking of it and tuned into my body and how I was feeling. And I felt my hands were still warm. There were some tears running down my face. And there was another level of knowing there that, yes, I had experienced something on a ancestral level. I had experienced something on a past life level and I'd done it purely just in the state of meditation, bringing in my guides, opening up with no expectation and allowing that unconscious state to give me what I was looking for. So this is not a Harrison thing. This is a everyone thing. And yes, I think a past life regression with a practitioner, hypnotherapy session, a spiritual guide is going to help you a lot quicker in most instances, but these answers are inside of you. So create the space for them to come up. The final tip I'll give here about accessing past lives is that we can also do it in dreams. I would go back and listen to my dream episode, Dreamscape Healing, where I talk about this, but put very simply here, dreams are a space and place in which we can activate and remember our past lives, right? If we've had a dream where we're in a familiar ancient setting, we were in a different body, but we seem to have some connection. We're getting people to speak to us. We're getting gods and goddesses from ancient past speak to us. Our dreams are a way to connect to them. So cultivate that, set intentions before bed, start connecting to dreamscape and dreamscape healing as an overall modality. So, Hope that helps. Hope that answers your question, Vera. And uh, keep me updated, my friends. I'm always excited to hear more of your path and your journey. All right, let's keep it going. Uh, Next question up here on the spiritual chopping block, (laughs) the spiritual platter, the spiritual plate. It's from the beautiful Marsha. The question is, if grief affects the heart chakra and causes physiological symptoms such as high blood pressure, how do we move through this? Well, good question, Marsha. And again, I want to refer people back to my chakra healing episodes where I go deep into these topics, go deep into these connections between the physical body, the emotional body, but I'll answer some of it here. 
So first of all, I want people to realize that when it comes to all emotions, so not just grief, the way out is through, the way to move and release and let that energy in motion, which is emotion, energy in motion, the way to get it to flow again is to feel, feel the feels, feel the sadness, feel the grief, express the grief. We, we need to remember that through the chakra system, through traditional Chinese medicine, we know that if grief is holding in the body, it is not just affecting us on an emotional, energetic level, it's affecting us on a physiological level. So that is why Marsha, she's heard me speak about this before, but if you're new to this understanding, grief holds itself in that heart plexus, in that heart chakra center. And if we're holding onto it, it can have a physiological symptom such as high blood pressure. So when we can release this grief, then we can help that blood pressure. We must also be aware that grief can block the expression of the heart in general. Right? So we must do all we can to start finding a way to release and express this grief through our tears, through our words, through our messages to other people, through journaling, through singing, through channeling it through the body. If we hold on to this emotion, it causes stress, right? Think of the think of uh, a garden hose with water moving through, and that water represents the emotion, the energy. When you hold that 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 hose down, you block that um, that energy from flowing. What's going to happen? That hose is going to expand and and express outwards into into a bigger into a, a bubble in that pipe, right? In that hose. That's how your body reacts. Your body reacts and communicates that blockage through not just your emotional, mental body, but also your physical body. So we must give ourselves balance, right? I would look at one of the roles around the heart center specifically, right? One of the main roles around the heart, and this connects to releasing the grief, is the heart is responsible for the giving and receiving of love. So, Miss Marsha, I would look at the areas in your life where you are giving too much. Where are you being the over-caretaker? Where are you being over-protective? Where are you saying yes when you mean no? Right, This would be a good way to help channel that grief. That's probably the reason why it's blocked. I would also look at where are you not receiving where are you not receiving from other people, allowing people to give you love, give you compliments, receive the celebration of the things you've moved through, but also receiving from yourself? Where are you not giving yourself your own love? Where are you not self-loving enough? Right, This in itself can help the grief move. In the act of giving too much also, we need to remember that we can also, when we've been hurt in the past, what we can unconsciously do is put up heart walls, heart boundaries, heart blocks. So we protect ourselves. But we also forget that with these heart walls up, it's hard for grief to come out. So if you've been hurt in the past through this heart space, I would start to assess some of these heart walls. Where have you blocked yourself off to receiving now? Because maybe you did give too much and were hurt in the end. Where can you bring down these heart walls? Not so you can be heard again, but so you can start releasing and expressing, i.e. this grief. Right. Remember that you are a beautiful, energetic, emotional, and sensitive being. And when you don't allow that to be your natural state, then this is where tension can hold in the body. This is where we can have resistance. This is where things can cause challenge, to put very simply. So look for these opportunities, bring down these heart walls, look for this balance between giving and receiving of love. And most importantly, look for where you can express this grief through, through, through tears, through your voice, through communication. Marsha and other people have maybe heard, maybe heard me talk about the inner child letter, right? If this grief stems from a while back, which most of it does, you could write a love letter to your beautiful inner child. And that would be a way to process the grief to help with the high blood pressure. Okay, so I hope this helps. Just a reminder that, you know, all of this kind of advice is not medical advice. So please, please make sure that if you do have something, you're working with a doctor with this kind of thing because it is high blood pressure related. But all of this 
emotional, energetic elements, they're going to support this, right? Take this to your doctor, communicate it with them and see how they feel about this. All right. So I hope that helps Marsha. Let me keep flowing here. The next question is from Butterfly Blossom, Butterfly, Butterfly Blossom 27. And this beautiful being asks, what herbs do you recommend for growing at home for everyday healing? And a good question, my friend. <laughs> you, when you asked this question, I was like, oh, this is a, a bit different to the energetic, emotional, and spiritual questions I get. But it is a good one for natural and holistic healing to help with our cosmic love and tenor expression. And the first, I am actually going to, I'm going to give a sort of short answer, but then I'm going to give an energetic emotional and spiritual answer to this because there is a there is a spiritual answer to this so the short answer is that my go-to herbs for cultivating at home and just having around in general uh oregano garlic and ginger right these are just a powerhouse of medicinal medicinal plant medicines in many ways that have such a vast range of antiviral antibacterial antiparasitical properties that help us live a functional, holistic, and natural lifestyle, right? If you're going to have three, these would be my go-to, right? For example, uh, garlic and ginger, I use very, very, very predominantly in a lot of the meals that I cook and I have it all the time. But when I feel like I'm coming down with something, which is very rare, but when there is something that I'm concerned about from a bacterial viral perspective, I hammer in the garlic and the ginger because they're just so powerful in breaking all that down. Oregano, I use for oral care. I use for mouth. I use it in essential oils for keeping my mouth microbiome healthy. I use it for candida in uh, in in toes and nails. And it's just a again another powerful plant medicine. I would also look at the medicinal properties of ginger specifically as a root as a root medicine, not just a root as in the physical term of a root in the ground, but it connects to the root chakra, right? So ginger specifically, if you're having challenges with that root center, you can use ginger to help bring some balance, right? Root, root medicine, remember, connects to our energy centers, right? So if you're, for example, have trauma around that inner child, around that root center, if you have trouble feeling safe and secure and supported in your body, Ginger is also going to be a very medicinal, powerful herb that we can use for that for healing. Another reason to bring these herbs into your home specifically, especially if you can grow them, is now you can, what you can start to do is you can supercharge these already super powerful medicinal medicines. So I just explained how, how good they are in terms of being a Swiss army knife of many different things. But when we start to grow them in the home, now we have control over the soil and the growth of the plant, right? We know that the soil that a plant grows in is directly linked to the vibrancy and the power and the energy and the frequency of the thing that grows in that soil. So if you're growing the thing, if you're adding the water, if you're adding the nutrients, if you're adding the intentional love to the growing of the ginger, the garlic, the oregano, now you've you've just supercharged an already powerful medicinal herb. Right? So that's another good reason to start growing plants in general, but specifically these three. Finally, and this goes to plants in general. So this is just goes this goes beyond the herbs here. But I I really am a big fan of growing plants in your home to start building your spiritual senses. Right. So I have, for example, I'm looking at them now, two plants that I grow in my home. And I use them as a practice to connect into speaking to plants, speaking to the plant world. Right. We know that well, maybe some of you don't know this, plants are sentient, right? They, they, they connect to our feelings. They connect to our intention. Right? There are many books, studies now showing that the plant world is very conscious. It's just not conscious to what we expect as a human to human to be conscious, but they are very conscious. And when we can learn to connect to our plants through intention, through love, through singing, through frequency, 
then we this not only helps us build a relationship with them, but this helps build our own senses, our own abilities. So I would bring in these healing herbs, right? Not just to help you heal, like I've outlined, but to help enhance your spiritual connection. Okay, so that's a big one. And I hope that hope that resonates. Hope that gives you an extra bit of value and motivation to do this. All right, a few more here, a few more questions. Uh, let's go down to the next one. Next one is from the beautiful Dahlia from Instagram as well. And Dahlia asks about how to address adrenal fatigue and also gut inflammation when you are already gluten-free. Good question, Dahlia. And again, I'm going to put the medical disclaimer. This is not medical advice. Please work with your holistic practitioner that you're working with. I'm just here sharing my experience, my perspective, my opinions, both with myself and the clients that I've worked with. So take this on and use it with a grain of salt. So the first thing I would say, Dahlia, is you need to realize that adrenal fatigue and gut inflammation, they are holistic problems. <laughs> and what we need to learn to do is to treat them as holistic problems. So we need to see the adrenal fatigue and the gut inflammation as not just a physical challenge, which you have targeted by going gluten-free, right? But you notice it's not working. So now we go deeper. Now we go into the energetic and the emotional side of these challenges. And I would ask yourself the questions, what are these things speaking to me and telling me? right? What is adrenal fatigue saying? What is gut inflammation saying? Well, one of the things that it's saying is it's that, that root center connected to your adrenals and that gut inflammation connected to your solar plexus are speaking. They're getting your attention to bring something into awareness, to bring something into alignment. So a way that we can address adrenal fatigue and gut inflammation is by speaking through this language and understanding that my adrenal fatigue could be rooted in a space of not feeling safe, could be rooted in a space of being in a hyper fight or flight response, right? Where you're chronically stressed out all the time, could be coming from a feeling of not feeling secure in your body, right? Being hyper activated and stimulated too much right? From over worrying, over anxiety, maybe from some trauma, right? Maybe from, you know, from a physical lens, again, being hyperly stimulated by drinking too much coffee, having too much refined sugar, right? This can push us into that fight or flight response that activates that feeling of not feeling safe, not feeling secure, not feeling supported and, and causing an imbalance in that root center, hence the adrenal fatigue. Okay. So that is a good place I would start adding on top of the gluten-free is now looking at, okay, what can I do to bring, to shift from a sympathetic state, a fight or flight into a parasympathetic rest and digest? What are some of the things I can do, right? Connecting into mother earth, right? Healing some of my inner child elements that the trauma might be exacerbating the adrenal fatigue, right? Connecting into deep, slow belly breath work, right? To, to release some stress, looking at my sleeping patterns, for an example, right? To make sure that I'm getting restful, you know, restful recovery-based sleep rather than being surrounded by a lot of artificial light, being surrounded by electromagnetic frequencies, noises, all the things that stop us from getting good sleep. This would push you into a fight or flight and and be causing that adrenal response. So just to sum that up, looking at all those root themes, Dahlia, and how you can support that adrenal fatigue from all those different angles, okay, and not just going gluten-free. The same thing with the solar plexus. But I'd be looking at now, so with the gut inflammation and the connection to the solar plexus, I'd be looking at your power, right? More specifically, Dahlia, what makes you, Dahlia, the values right? What's your truth? And where are you giving that power away? Where are you not standing in your truth? Right? Where are you not defining what your truth is? Think about how many people don't even know what they stand for and what their values are, right? This, this has a very big link to gut inflammation, right? Look at that connection, right? Then the other side of this around the gut is also look at your relationship with anger, right? Where is there repressed anger, Dahlia? This is definitely exacerbating, if not the root cause of gut inflammation, right? If that anger is not being released in whatever way, or maybe you do have anger, but you're taking it out as rage on another person, 
This is the unbalance in that solar plexus and thus the gut inflammation. So the key here for you, Dahlia, is to let your body speak to you and listen to these words that I just spoke and see what resonates and listen to how that body speaks. I would say this to everyone else listening, right? These words, you're going to react in a certain way to these words that I'm saying. Listen to how that body reacts. Did you just get a gut pain based off what I just said about the gut elements? Did you just feel a release around that root center or that fight or flight state based off what I just said about the root, right? Your body is speaking. We just have to learn to listen. Okay, so hope that gives you some space to start, Dahlia, maybe some space to take to your person that you're working with to maybe go a bit deeper. This is a holistic conversation, right? So add in all these lenses and I think you'll find a solution. Next question here is from the beautiful Ali. Ali is Ali Paws is a previous guest on this podcast. I'd go back and listen to our episode with her. Speaking of chakras, we did an episode on addictions uh, and yogic and chakra connection and healing. So go back and watch that, especially based off what we just talked about with Dahlia. That will help bring some more clarity to that question as well. But Ali asks, how do you astral project and meet someone in the dreamscape? Can you arrange it beforehand, for example? So good question, Ali, and I'm going to go into it here. So first of all, I want to give some resources around this to explore this a bit further. First resource is my, again, my dream episode on the, on the podcast. I think go back and watch it. Uh, it's a, a few episodes ago. It gives you a bit more uh, awareness around this topic specifically. I would also give two books here. The first book is called Dreams of Awakening by Mr. Charlie Morley. And the second book is Lucid Dreaming, Gateway to the Inner Self by Robert Wagner. And so those powerful resources would be a good way to go deeper into this topic, but I'm going to give you some answers here as well. Put very simply, for people that are new to the dream world, we need to remember that the dream world is two major things. It is both a communication between our unconscious and conscious mind to help us with challenges in our waking state. And it is also the space and place in which our soul, spiritual body is most active. So when Ali asks, how do you astral project and meet other people in the dream? You must first be aware that you have these abilities and accept these abilities. Because if you don't, then you could be doing all the dreams in the world, but you're not going to allow yourself to lean into these truths inside of you. So that's step number one is accepting, is accepting that this is your reality and that you have these abilities, even if you haven't seen them yet. Next step here is to realize that, and I have a question coming up here next talking about this, but I'll, ju I'll just add this in here. Our ability to project, especially in the dream state, astral project or visit other people's astral bodies or etheric bodies is a part of our clear senses. And we can start to fine tune them in the dream state. So how we can start fine tuning them is setting an intention before bed, right? So intention before bed would be tonight I'm going to connect into my astral projection and I'm going to flex this muscle and then allowing that dream to take place, right? So that's going to start building this muscle. The other step to take is to start practice lucid dreaming, right? Which is why I gave you that resource at the start. Lucid dreaming for those that are new to it is the idea of becoming conscious and aware in the dream state. It's the practice of learning. I, give, I always give the example. This is a way to ex explain lucid dreaming. The dream state normally is you are a passenger in a boat that is sailing in the ocean. When we become lucid, we become the sailor of that boat that directs the ship in the ocean. So learning how to do this, some practices to start becoming lucid is, is the flipping hands trick Right, we do this through in our waking state. Whenever we, whenever we walk into a new room, we get into the habit of looking down at our hands, flipping our hands over 
you know, in uh, farms facing up, farms facing down, and just looking at the hands, seeing what they look like. So then what we do, we start doing this in our dreams state. And what will happen is that when we look at our hands, flip them over in the dream state, our hands will be very different. They'll have symbols on them. There'll be a mouth, some crazy images. And this will click something in our brain to realize, oh, this is not the normal waking state. This is the dream state. And then in that moment, you become lucid. So that is a way to practice lucid dreaming. And then once you have those tips down, right, once you have the acceptance, once you have the awareness, once you have the lucid dreaming, what you now can do is find someone else <laughs> that has done these steps and start preparing, start timing things. So, for example, Ali, me and you, for, as, as a, an example here, could prep this. We could say, okay, we're going to go to bed and we're both going to set the same intention. The same intention will be to meet in the dream state and have, our, have ourselves astral project and meet up and have a conversation, whatever it is. And this in itself is what creates the opportunity for the astral projecting and meeting people in dreams to occur. Okay, so there are always a couple more steps we could take, but those are the big ones. Remember how powerful your intention is, right? The intention is your potential intention, right? So use that more and more. Remember to write down any experience that you have because this is going to enhance it. And then trust, right? Trust that that maybe if it's not working for you, for example, if it's not working, no matter how much you try, maybe this is not meant for you to do right now. But if you have good feelings about it, if it is starting to see results, lean in, right? And as you'll listen to in the dream episode, this is a very powerful practice, whether you meet someone or not. Okay. So hope that helps, Ali. Hope that gives you a place to start, my beautiful friend. Let me now move on to my last question here today. My last two questions in one from the beautiful Ashton, a recurring questionnaire on the Q&A. And Ashton asks the following two questions. The first is, since my soul picked everything out ahead of time in my journey, the lessons, etc., I feel like they picked my vessel. So did they leave me clues? The second question is, how, how to connect and relate to the clear senses through the chakras? Are they connected to more than one chakra? If they are connected to multiple ones, can being balanced in one and blocked in another impede your ability to nurture the gift fully? So as always, Ashton, beautiful questions, and I'm going to give a bit of value here. So let me answer the first one in terms of are there clues left out by the choices that you've made with your soul beforehand, right? And for, to explain this for people, what Ashton is referring to here is that in each incarnation, before we start this journey, we move through a life between lives segment. And this is the place we go to in between incarnations where we can go to rest, where we can go to plan and where we can go to see the lessons that we've gained from our past life and make new ones to go into within the upcoming life. And we will pick a vessel like, like Ashton will talk about. We'll pick parents, we'll pick soul contracts, all these things. But I guess to go a bit deeper here, how do we, what are the clues to connect to these things? Well, the clues Ashton are in the relationships we have more specifically in the soul wounds and the soul contracts we have with other people. Right, I'm going to do an episode coming up very soon about soul wounds that we have of, of abandonment, rejection, humiliation, for example, and the lessons and the expansion and the potential masking and avoidance of these things. Right, These are clues. When you heal these and recognize these and bring awareness to these, these tell you about your vessel. These tell you about the lessons that you are going on, right? So look for those and lean into those. And when you are moving through those wounds, right, ask for assistance, ask for guidance, right? And this will also give you clarity around the vessel, around the things you're supposed to be moving through, which brings me into another tip here of connecting into 
you know, how do we know, how do we see the clues of the things that we've decided? Bringing in your support team, right? Bringing in your angels, your ancestors, your guides, your extraterrestrial beings that you connect to, right? These can be ways in which we can get answers, right? When we need to be remember in this point, we might not be ready to receive certain answers, so we might get nothing, but there may be a point where you are ready to hear them, right? So in moments of pain, for example, when you're moving through particular lessons in your human experience that might be hard to move through, ask for those guides and those ancestors, those angels, those entities to come in. And this can help you also to bring clarity and give you clues to your incarnation. I would also look for clues in ancestral visions that we have. So in our mother line and our father line, I would also look for clues. We talked about past life regressions in this episode today. That would be a way to look for clues for people to give you clues through regressions that you do. I would also look at clues, both of visions that you had when you were a child Right? So we know that when we come into this world as a child, especially within those first zero to seven years, the, the, the veil is thin. <laughs> the veil is thin between uh, the human experience and the spiritual experience. So I would look back at the experiences you had as a child and what came through then. Those, there's a clues there. Like, for example, you hear about children remembering past lives, right? Maybe you had something like this to give you clues about your vessel, your experiences. Finally, well, no, two things here on this I'll add, and then we'll go to this last question that, that Ashton asked. I would also, again, look at your dreams, right? Dreams are a beautiful space to look for clues of your vessel, of your lessons, etc. And finally, looking back in retrospection of your path thus far, right? When we look back, it's very easy for us to start putting dots together of, of why we did certain things, why certain things were there. And most importantly, what things do we need now, now need to let go and forgive? So just the act of getting into a journaling session where you are reflecting on the choices and decisions and people and places you've interacted with, that can be a way to connect into clues about your vessel, about your journey and the, and the reason your soul picked the being that you are, the, the human that you are. So hope that helps Ashton. And finally, I want to answer your last question about the clear senses connected to chakras. And in my experience, the, the crown and the third eye, the third eye mostly is are the senses that are connected to the clear senses and your spiritual senses, your voyances, right? Your clear audience, your clear sentience, your clear, your clear empathy, all of these clear senses is dictated through the expansion of your third eye. So if your third eye is blocked, uh, if there's a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression, a lot of fluoridated, fluoridated water, <laughs> all of these things can block that connection to your clear senses through your third eye. But to go a little bit deeper, we need to remember that while, yes, I think the clear senses mostly embody and express themselves through the third eye, our chakras don't work in isolation. So, for example, let's say the sacral center. The sacral center is where the inner child likes to spend a lot of its time. Right, it's the playground, the playfulness, the sexual expression, the creation energy, all of these things. If in my childhood, I this inner child was traumatized, if this inner child was told not to speak, not to express, this inner child was was told that its spiritual gifts, its spiritual visions, its spiritual connections were stupid and woo woo and need to be ignored and suppressed then this sacral connection, this block, this suppression in this area is definitely going to impact the third eye. So I would look at that. I would look at where there has been suppression of, of any sort of emotion and feeling that has then exacerbated into your spiritual expression as well. Right? That is going to speak through the sacral. If you if you really feel, for example, another example here, if you really feel that 
your spiritual gifts are a part of your purpose and your passion on this planet, this is now connected to your solar plexus, right? But if there is a lot of anger and resentment around this in that solar plexus area, this now is also going to connect to the third eye because the anger is restricting the repression of the anger is restricting the expression of the third eye gifts. Okay. So those are some quick examples, a little bit nuanced based off your example here, Ashton, but that's where I would look. I would also look at, I'm going to give some tips here. I would also look at the way your, your karmic bonds and your shadow aspects, your trauma and how they can hold themselves in the chakra centers. Right. So I just talked about the childhood trauma and the sacral. I talked about maybe some shadow aspects around anger in the solar plexus. I, you know, grief and sadness and melancholy in the heart, right? We want to heal and let go of these things because if we can let go of these things, it's going to help us lighten up those energy bodies. I was speaking about before at the start of the chat. And if we can lighten up those energy bodies, then now we can express our gifts through our third eye, through a more open vessel, through a more light vessel, through a more expanded vessel, right? Ways that we can do this is getting into a daily practice of chakra clearing and expanding, right? We can do this through chanting. We can do this through sound bowls. We can do this through a guided visualization. We can do this through uh, just toning specific sounds, all these ways are ways to check, clear all the chakras that may lead to a inexpression of the gifts through the third eye. Okay, so that's what I would I would look at, dear Ashton, and that would be a way to help the clear senses expand even more by doing a daily regular chakra cleanse that moves through all of the centers to cover all your bases. Right, to release any karmic bonds, to release any shadow aspects, to release any, any parts of you that want to be brought into the light so you can express what you've been brought to this earth to express. All right, we did it. <laughs> I hope that gives you some beautiful value, wonderful community. I hope that answers all of your questions here today. Uh, I want to before we finish up here end with some thanks thank you for these deep and thoughtful and insightful questions uh it really lights me up to be able to answer these these queries for you and i hope that they give you guidance i hope that they support not only you the listener who asked the question but all of you other people out there because that is why i do these episodes because i know that these questions can relate to all of you all right so i hope they've given you that guidance and i hope that they've brought some extra awareness, deeper expansion for you. If you enjoyed this episode, please remember you can always leave a beautiful review in Apple Podcasts telling me what you gained, what you got out of this. Remember when you do that, it expands this show to any other beautiful souls that might need a bit of support, pulling back the layers, restricting health, alignment, and love. Uh, you can also let me know on social what you thought, on Facebook, Clubhouse, etc. Remember that if you share this podcast as well with some with some other people that you love, friends, family, et cetera, it helps them as well. If you ever want to go deeper on any of these topics that we covered here today on the show, realize that all of these things I talk about in my coaching and how I support people deeper. So if you want one-on-one -on -one work and you want to dive into any of these things that we've chatted about, that is a way to do it, right? So reach out to me. You see my email details in the show notes or on social, do all the things. And with that, I guess we'll end it here, beautiful beings. I hope that you got some downloads and got some intuitive hits from this episode. Uh, but regardless, know that I love you very much. You are loved unconditionally, and I appreciate you for tuning in. Until next time here on the Cosmic Love Antenna, I'm wishing you a beautiful evening, morning, and night wherever you are in the world. And I'll catch you next time for a weekly episodic expansion of your loving heart space. Bye everyone. Thank you for listening to the Cosmic Love Antenna podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to follow Harrison on Instagram, Twitter, and Clubhouse at Harrison Ma. That's Harrison, M-E-A-G-H-E-R.
Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electric Cast production. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, that's no, that's just my dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big hole. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Electric acid.